from the feature staff at the Columbus Dispatch. This is Life in the 614. Hi, and welcome to Life in the 614, the official lifestyle podcast of the Features Department at the Columbus Dispatch, coming to you every Thursday. If it sounds like fun, we'll be talking about it. I'm Ryan Smith, Features Editor at the Dispatch, and today we're going to get schooled in hip-hop, though my kids will insist that I'm so unhip, it's not even worth it. Maybe it's better, then, that it's my colleague, Features reporter Erica Thompson, who had a chance recently to chat with Grammy-nominated and critically acclaimed rapper Rhapsody. The performer took some time to share her thoughts about her latest album, Eve, and the current state of hip-hop before her upcoming concert at Scully's Music Diner on February 17th. I'll let Erica take it from here. Hey, Rhapsody. How you doing, Erica? Good. How are you? I'm good. Awesome. We are really looking forward to having you in Columbus. Um, have you been to Columbus before? Uh, no. No, I haven't. <laughs> That's my first time. I had to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, we, we're super excited. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'll be at the show, too. And I've, you know, I've only heard your music, but I haven't seen you live yet. So for folks like me who haven't been to one of your shows, uh, what would you say they can expect? Man, it's just a real... It's like a big family reunion, community gathering. I told somebody earlier, like, if you walk into church, but it ain't churchy because we having fun. <laughs> but, you know, it's a place where, you know, you can, you can have fun and turn up. You know, we can get introspective. We can, you know, I can talk to people and, and hopefully inspire them through words. You know, we can talk about love. We can do funny things. So, you know, it's just me tapping into different emotions and different energy and just giving people a, a real experience about, for me, what it is to be a black woman and about black culture and how we, how we show that through music. But yeah, it's, it's, and it, I like it to be personal and intimate. I like to connect with people, no matter if you're in the front, left, right, and the back. I want you to feel like I'm talking particularly to you. So, you know, that's how I feel like my shows are. That's awesome. And I've been, like, listening to Eve on repeat today. But <laughs> before we get into the new album, I was looking at some of your older your older stuff, and I saw the Black Mamba EP. And so I was like, man, I feel like I have to ask her, you know, how she's doing in the aftermath of, like, the Kobe news. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm still in shock. Like, you know, so many other people that were fans inspired, and I'm sure family, to me, like, it still doesn't feel real, but... I don't, I still don't, honestly, I, I still don't have the words. You know, he was a, a huge inspiration and influence in my life. Like, not only, like, my favorite athlete to ever walk this earth. I've gotten into many arguments, <laughs> you know, about why Kobe is the greatest <laughs> basketball player of all time for me. You know, but just the inspiration that he left to, to teach us, you know, about work ethic and about passion and having love for something and putting your all into it. I don't think I would be the MC that I am today without taking on the philosophy of mama mentality. You wake up and you go to sleep doing what you love every day. And, and you know, no matter what it is, muscle memory, like shoot a thousand free throws, be prepared, you know, for whatever situation you're working and walking into, whether it's, you know, a championship game, game four or five, you know, or you walk into your your first time performing in Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> but to treat everything, you know, the same, you know, the first game and the last game and dedication. But too, you know, we learn so much too just about having a life outside of what you're passionate about with your loved ones. So, I mean, he was just a walking inspiration and I loved even in retirement how he gave so much back to the game and to the culture and to people that were coming up. He didn't hold his knowledge. He shared it and he spread it. But it just shows that the man and the athlete and the father and the person that he was and, you know, 
why he meant so much to so many. But yeah, but to be honest, like it's it's still I just hard to put in words because you know it's still a shock still to date. Yeah, I I agree with you, and thank you for getting into some of that. And I feel like it's it's interesting how that kind of ties into like something I saw on your Instagram, like based around your song Athene and about men being emotional and affectionate because what I've been seeing in the media recently is like, you know, the news hit like a lot of men hard and they've been like, it's been opening up a discussion about like how to grieve and how like men can be vulnerable. So I wanted to ask you, how is that dialogue going on social media? And like, you know, I guess what insights do you have just through interacting with fans and and writing your music? Man, it's an idea that, the president of Rock Nation, uh, Sherry Bryant, uh, presented me. She showed me the comments. I, I necessarily don't get to read all comments. And um, she was like, yo, it would be dope if you started the conversation. I was like, yeah. I have this conversation offline with a lot of friends, a lot of my male friends all the time. But the conversation has been it's been beautiful and healthy. You know, I, I wanted to create a place where, you know, we could talk and learn from each other about people's different experiences, you know, and to do it in a respectful way where we didn't have to be nasty, but respect, you know, people's, you know, again, different experience. So, you know, you you get eye-opening where men get to say how they feel that they've experienced a way where, you know, it's hard for me to show emotion because of the way I was raised or because of, you know, the other men that I'm around or society's um, stigma that men are not supposed to show emotion because that's a sign of weakness and how they deal with that, how that, you know, comes up in their personal relationships. But the most beautiful thing is that you see so many women coming up and saying, I want a man that's emotional. I think we need to help create spaces for men to be emotional and to learn how to communicate that emotion, you know, and, and just learning, too, that, you know, ideas of emotion is good, but allowing both men and women to not be controlled by emotion. So it's just been super healthy and eye-opening, and we all get to learn from each other where we get away from saying all men do this and all women do this because, you know, it's all about experiences and finding the person that fits you, and and it all starts about self-love and knowing your worth. You know, if you're with somebody that doesn't respect you as being vulnerable, that's not the person for you. So, you know, it's it's just been healthy and eye-opening, and I've learned, too, from the conversation, and, you know, it's just something that I'm glad that I was able to take my platform with and create a space for people to come talk about it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so kind of going into Eve and I think it kind of ties in with just like the impact that, you know, Kobe has had on everybody too. It's kind of like speaking for myself as a black woman, it seems like our celebrities are so important to us. Like, you know, they represent us or they give us permission to dream big and and I, I was wondering, what's your take on that, especially since you've named your tracks for people like Oprah and Aaliyah and Whoopi? Yeah, you know, the biggest thing is that, you know, representation matters, especially for us, you know, to see people that look like us, that are successful, that have gone through hardships, that can relate to our culture and how we feel in the world that we live in and how we deal with it, you know, and especially for women. I grew up at a time, especially in hip-hop, and on television where I got to see women in so many different lights, you know, and to see that, that, you know, it was a beautiful balance, you know, that there was a woman that represented a different side of, you know, so many different things where necessarily the world that we're in today, we don't always get that balance, you know. We get a lot of the same images, a lot of the same story told over and over and over again. And, you know, that can be somewhat dangerous because, you know, if you're especially like, let's say, a child 
and you don't have anybody else in your immediate family to show you that you are enough that you know that on a bigger scale this isn't necessarily has to be your story to show up as you are a lot of people try to you know fit in the spaces and boxes that isn't authentic and true to them so you know in doing this album you know it allowed me to remind people who we are where we came from and the many different women you know that represent us and show that we are all different but no matter through our differences we all are intelligent we're all beautiful we're all strong it's a place for us you know and that we are enough as we are so it was a way for me to you know, start that conversation to remind people, to show people through myself that I'm different. The person that you uh, have seen over and over again, there are different sides of me too that I necessarily don't show. Um, but it's, it's okay to just be ourselves. You know, today I might want to go, you know, tear up in the club. Tomorrow I might want to sit at home and write, read a book. All of it is okay. Whatever you feel, do that. So that's what it is. And that we don't have to tear each other down and feel like we we have to be boxed in as individuals. You know, show up however you feel in that moment. But that was what it was about for me. Yeah. How were you able to, like, select the women to write about and narrow it down? Like, I can't imagine that process. So can you talk a little bit about that? Man, that was the hardest thing we had to do. Our first take and trying to narrow it down, we only got to like 23 or 24 women. <laughs> and I had to tell myself, man, like the time that we live in, like attention span spans are so short. Nobody, <laughs> I don't know if I'm comfortable putting out a, a album that long. So, you know, I just had to go back and ask myself, like, you know, what stories have already been told that maybe sound the same that I'm repeating and sonically what fits best together. I really love this, this song named after Lauren Hill. And, you know, I really want her represented on the project, but it sticks out like a sore thumb sonically. So, you know, we went through and just figured out what would make the best project and made sure that in picking those songs that different stories and different energies were represented. And whoever's name was titled, that's who, that's who it was. But it didn't matter, you know, whether it was Asada, whether it was Felicia Rashad, whether it was Nina Simone, whether it was Bethany Jacor. At the end of the day, all these women are strong and beautiful and black. And that's, that's still the message that got through in, in using whoever's name we used. So that's how we made it easy on ourselves. We just had to let go of, you know, you know, just being a stickler for, you know, the small details and think about the bigger picture of things. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, who was the woman who was the hardest to write about? Oh, the hardest to write about? I had a song named after Intazaki, and it was about having abortion. And that was that was probably the hardest one to write about, you know. But that didn't make the project. Let me answer that the correct way. The, the hardest one to write about that made the project, mm, let me think. I don't think there was one that was necessarily hard. No, I'm lying. I'm sorry. I, you, you catching me thinking in real time. Um, <laughs> Nina Simone. That was that was the hardest one. Wow. But it was because there was so, there was so much that I wanted to say and figuring out how to say it in the right way that you know that it was still lyrical, but also it talked about everything I wanted to talk about because for me, um, most of those songs for me, those personal are very universal. But Nina Simone, it was more personal. It was just like, man, we think about how complex of an artist Nina Simone was and everything she represented and stands for. And being from North Carolina, how can I take all of that and put it into this, you know, intro track and, you know, make it easy for people to digest and understand the correlation? So, you know, I probably wrote that one 12 times. <laughs> 
12 different versions of that because there was and two there was again so much I wanted to say I was like I can't come out the gate with a seven minute song I can if I want to but I'm not gonna do that so you know but we got there we got it and I got to say all the little things that I wanted to say in a way that it was lyrical but easily digestible for people so yeah that was the one yeah you know going back to what you said about like showing different sides of yourself and how it's all okay. It's always funny to me because it's like, even though it's 2020, like there's still that conversation out there about women being put into two different boxes. Like, you know, women who rap, it's like, oh, you're the sexy rapper, you're the conscious rapper. And so like from the perspective Mm -hmm. of somebody who's actually in it, do you feel like that is getting worse? Is it getting better? Is it like a constant conversation? Yeah, I mean, I think it's still a constant conversation. I think it's progressing and getting better. You know, as we introduce more women with different, again, stories and different styles and, you know, that fit everywhere on the spectrum. But, too, on a, on a mainstream level, we're talking about TV and radio again and, you know, these big magazines and publications. There's not enough balance. There's not enough variety. There's not enough representation of women, you know, who who fit different lanes because, you know, you still have the hyperly sexualized image of women in hip-hop at the forefront and at the at the at the top of the you know total pole and again there's nothing wrong with that but you know that's all it seems to be so with me it's just we still have a ways to go with bringing balance and you know showing representation of you know women that look like myself women that look like the Kaylee 47 women that look like Tokyo Jets women that look like no name you know and we're all different and it just shows again that this is not all we are as black women we see that all we can be but at the same time if this is what it is there's nothing wrong with that either as long as it's authentic to yourself but don't box us in as you know in hip hop this is what you have to look like this is you know for people that don't live in America and don't know you know that we are diverse I went to Africa one time and I was checking in the customs and the lady asked are all the women in America like the women on Love and Hip Hop mm. and that's because when it comes to reality TV that's all the images that's shown of, of black women and so for them looking on the outside and that's all they know so it's, it's about bringing balance and showing that no this is not the only story that we can tell and this is not the only story that people want to hear so you know we still have a way to go with that for sure but you know we're working in the right direction yeah you know something that kind of popped into my head as I was preparing for this interview is um Erica Badu's love of my life video and I just love that mm-hmm. video because it kind of goes through all the different eras of hip hop, you know, from mm-hmm. like super pro black to like corporate materialistic. <laughs> and <laughs> as somebody who's like uh, really passionate about the culture, I kind of wanted to know what era do you think we're in right now? How would you describe it? Man, that's a question. Wow. That video is one of my favorites, too. It's, it's like the the visual to comments. I used to love her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, we kind of went through the same thing of the different stages of hip-hop. Man, are we talking about hip-hop in general or just women? Well, we can do both, but let's start with hip-hop. Hip-hop in general. Man, for me, and this and this is, I have to speak for me because, again, I don't I don't just live on a mainstream level on a, on a TV and radio. Like, mine is just about the culture, about the culture where we are. To me, it, it would look like What's the best? I'm trying to think of the best analogy. It would look like a, a crayon box on a reel. Like, you know, there, there are so many, so many different styles being represented. You know, you have 
the mumble mumble rappers. I hate to label people, but that's the best way I could put it. You got the mumble rappers. You have, you know, people that are conscious, you know, that are introspective. You have people that are just fun. Like, if I say, like, if you took the baby and you took Kendrick Lamar and you took the Migos and you took Rhapsody and you took a Cardi B and, you know, you put them all in one room. Like, the joke that says you got a lawyer, you got a doctor, you got a county, you got an entertainment, you got a priest all in one room. Like, put Chance in there to, to and Kanye now to talk about religion. Like, I think that is it, just so well represented. And we do have still, like, the black power side of, you know, artistry represented too. So, for me, it just looks like all of those eras, but they're kids. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, if they, if all those eras had kids and they all had them at the same time and they were in a classroom, that's what it looks like to me. But, yeah, that's just, you know, my perspective. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's good. So, I mean, since you brought it up, too, like, if, I guess if we talk specifically about women, do you do you still feel like it's a crayon box or is it a little different? It's, uh, I mean, again, if we're talking about on a cultural level, yeah, because I can name off, you know, 30 MCs that are all different that, that represent that crayon box skin. So you can have Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, you can have myself, you can have Missy Elliott still doing that thing, Il Camille, No Name, Tokyo Jazz, 3Z, like Tina Apex, you know, I can go on and on, but they all, all different and all dope, sweetie and all fly. But if we looking at it on a mainstream level, you know, people will probably say that we're in the era <laughs> of... I'm not using Jermaine Dupree's words at all because I don't think that's a proper representation of what it is. But I don't know. I don't know what I would call it. I don't honestly. I don't want to call it anything. I don't want to label it. Yeah. I think women, women in hip hop and the culture, I think is dope. It's still a crayon box for me. That's how I see it. Yeah. Awesome. And what I mean, again, like you said, as somebody who's kind of dealing with the culture, what contribution do you hope that you're making? Man, just to bring balance. You know, to do my part to, you know, be a representation for women that I look at myself as like the big sister, little sister, the girl next door. You know, for people to, after they, you know, you're in the club and, you know, I want people to look at me as like, okay, representing for me represents, um, you know, just, just being myself, you know, just kicking it, being a fly home girl, the one that's, you know, cool with everybody, that's cool with everything, and just making a space for them and reminding people that, you know, again, that there's room and space for all of us. You know, I just want to be the inspiration side of it, you know. Yeah. So my last question for you is, you know, kind of going back to where we started about just having these dialogues and being open about things. And I think it's really cool that, people are kind of stepping up and speaking speaking up about things that we didn't always speak about. So regarding like the Grammys, you know, where folks like Diddy have been kind of stepping up and saying, we want this to be more inclusive of black artists, especially hip hop artists. And so I just kind of wanted your take on that as a Grammy nominated artist. Yeah, I love what the stance that Diddy that Diddy took and reminded people that, you know, we we do have the power, we have more power and control that we give ourselves. We are the ones that move the needle. We are the ones that create the cool. Um, so it's up to us when we feel like, you know, as far as hip hop being represented in the Grammys, if it's not represented, you know, still in the in the best light, in the best way. And this is no necessarily knock on the Grammys because 
I feel like they're trying, but at the same time, maybe they need some help. So it's going to take us, you know, take the ditty to say, yo, we're here to help. We want to see it done right. Is it the end all be all for us? No, but it's good to be recognized for your work. So, you know, for him to make that stand to say, yo, I'm here to help and I'm here to say, like, use my power and my voice and my platform and say, that's not done right. We need to fix it. You know, and that's what it's all about, communicating and working together and figuring out what what is it that is missing and what's being done wrong and how can we correct it and how we we as artists can help correct it. You know, so that's what it is, starting a conversation and using your voice and platform to create change. Awesome. Well, Rhapsody, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure and I'm really looking forward to your show and I hope you enjoy Columbus. Thank you. I'm excited to get there. You gotta, you gotta send me a list of the bomb eating spots too. Oh, I will. Yeah, <laughs> I will definitely. <laughs> okay, right. take care. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Erica. Thanks, Jimmy. And thank you all for listening to Life in the Six One Four. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play Music. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, keep enjoying your own life in the Six One Four.